Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. We've been discussing on what I call trends, toxic trends that are killing, destroying America. There's been a growing number of issues and ideologies and isms that have been growing here in these United States that is destroying uh, the nature of our country, the land of the free, the home of the brave, the patriotism, pride in our country. And a lot of it is coming from our educators. We're putting the focus on our public school systems, and I'm not against our public school system. In fact, I think we made a grave error as Christians back in the 60s and 70s when our government started changing the laws through our courts. Now, please understand this. We have a three a three-party system here in the sense we've got the judicial branch, we have the executive branch, and we have the legislative branch. And so the job of the legislative branch is to give us our laws. And the executive office, the president, is to execute them. And the judicial side is to make sure that we're following these laws the way that they were written. And the chief law of the land is the Constitution, so we cannot create any law that will be in conflict with them. Well, back in the 60s and 70s, the judicial branch started making their own laws, and they're still doing it. They got away with it in the 60s and 70s, and one of the things that they did is that they overturned the First Amendment in redefining what it meant of that Congress shall make no laws, establishing a religion. And they said praying in school is establishing the state school with a religion. Well, that's nonsense. We've been praying in our schools since the beginning. It never did establish one religion for, for this whole nation to follow. But nevertheless, the laws, the judicial branch made that. So when that happened... We Christians said, well, listen, if we can't pray in our schools, and then it went on to mean we can't bring our Bibles into our schools and we can't teach from the Bible anymore. Again, state religion. Um, and if that's not going to happen, so we, we Christians, we took our kids and teachers and started our own Christian schools. Now, I'm a product of the Christian school movement, so I'm not saying that, it, you know, <laughs> throwing casting stones at that because I'm a benefactor of it. But we made a huge mistake. We took the light, where to be the light of the world, and we took mainly the light and the salt out of the public school system, and we left it in the hands of the godless and the unbelievers, primarily, to rule the day. And those who were Christians who remained, their voices got shouted down, and their influence weakened. And so as a result, for now five decades or more, the public school system has been indoctrinating our kids. And please understand that. This, if we give the control of our children to be educated by the government, the government will teach them to think the way the government wants them to think. And how do they want them to think? The government wants to be thought of as 
the fixer of all problems. They're the ones you can trust. If you got a problem, government will solve it. And basically, that government is God. They have all power. And the problem is, is that the power belongs in the people, not in the government. But our kids are growing up being educated and thinking differently. There has been an effort since the 60s to bring Marxism, as we've been talking about this, into our way of life, that equality is the answer we need to take away from the, those who have and give to the have-nots, redistribute the wealth and, and all that stuff. And so this ideology has been pumped into our kids and they're being taught now that they're that they that if you're white if you are from the European um, race and that's where your your history comes from then you are systemically a racist let me read to you what these people are saying and teaching to our kids and a lot of this has come through the Common Core. Let me say this. As Common Core was being pushed in, and by the way, uh, it came in through the back door. N- none of the states really realized this was happening until it was already implemented by the Obama administration. A lot of this stuff was being orchestrated and prepared and written and developed long before Obama came in. And so these things kind of quickly got rolled out without being approved and voted on by local and state governments. And before you know, this new standard, this common core standard, was created. Well, they tried to get this approved by some of the well-known academics of our country, the people that had been uh, fine-tuning our academics for a number of years. One of them was Dr. Sandra Stotsky, well-renowned in the field. And she came out and said, listen, I cannot validate this common core standard, uh, state standard. Uh, You're just wanting us for a rubber stamp. She said, along with four other members of the validation committee, they declined to sign off on the final version. She said, I will not, it will not improve critical thinking skills. It will reduce the ability to develop critical thinking skills because students will not be taught how to read between the lines of complex literary text they once were taught how to read. So in other words, they're not going to be taught how to think critically. They're going to be simply taught just yield to what we tell you. Dr. uh, James Milgram from Stanford Mathematics was one of the other core members or the approving members that didn't sign off on this. Uh, Speaking for the Indiana uh, Senate Committee, when they started looking into it, the Common Core Standards claimed to be uh, benchmarked against international standards. But this uh, phase is meaningless. They are actually two or three years behind the international expectations by eighth grade and only fall behind further in later grades. So basically they said this standard is supposed to make us brought up to the standard of international standards, but the fact is that the common core standards are three years behind by eighth grade and further years more behind in higher grades. The facts are this, and this is probably one of the issues for them, and this is why common core is beginning to fall apart. 
that uh, 2018, the ACT, the American College Admissions Entrance Exam that all the kids take to get into the college, have fallen to a 20-year low. Common Core has not raised the standard of the education of our kids. It instead has dumbed them down. Now, let me tell you what some of these people who are behind Common Core and the ideologies that they come from. This, um, a lot of the student, a lot of the teachers go to this source called Unbound Ed, E-D. It is the intersection of standards and equity, and a lot of the teachers go to it for their curriculum. Uh, Engage New York, uh, it's a repository for teachers. 17 million teachers use this. Here's what the founder of it, of this curriculum, her name is Kate Kearson, and she. this is from a transcript of a YouTube video that was uh, done of her, of her giving a speech on November 30th, 2018. Here's what she said about white people. I'm going to you understand. They're teaching kids, our kids, that if you're white, you're racist. You are systemically a racist person, and you are the oppressor. You should feel ashamed for that. You have gotten to your privileged state. This is, you know, where Marxism is coming in. You're privileged. You're uh, a bourgeois. You're privileged uh, for having what you have because you got it off the backs of those that you oppressed, and you should be ashamed of it. Reparations should be paid uh, to these people, to the immigrants and people of color, and, and so on there. Here's what Kate Kearson said, and this is where our teachers are getting their, uh, their teaching material from. She said, white people in particular, I want to say this to you. If you're under the impression that there are good white people and bad white people, you're wrong. And you must open yourself to be confronted with more and more and more information about the ways in which your beliefs, to which you don't necessarily have access, and your behavior, which you don't necessarily see, is informing your work day in and day out. In other words, you're saying, if you think that there are some good white people and bad white people, there are some bad white people who were bad slave owners and that kind of stuff, there. no, all in all... If you're white, you are the problem. And you may not necessarily see it. You may not be informed about it, but you need to be open to this. This is what they call being woke. Being woke is being awakened, being enlightened to the fact that if you're white, you're evil. You are an oppressor and you should be ashamed of it. And our founders in our country that gave us this nation, that's exactly who they were. We shouldn't be proud of that as a, as a people. We should be ashamed of it, and we should call these people for what they are, dirty, rotten uh, scoundrels, and we shouldn't uphold them. Now, the, one of the big people that's behind teaching a lot of this, his name is Howard Zinn. He has published A People's History of the United States. It is the main source that our higher education of history students are being taught in their schools. So our choice history, our choice kids in schools are being taught from this. Howard Zinn uh, create, has created a new, new narrative about American history. It's rooted in Marxist theories of class struggle, a narrative that denies the validity of the American founding doctrines and principles. He sets out to write a version of American history as seen through the lens of of his bias between 
those who are conquerors and those who have been conquered, masters and slaves, capitalists and workers and the, the oppressed and the oppressors. They splits it all apart that way. And it completely redefines America as evil in the minds of the students. He, he is sent out to topple all the great American heroes of American history, portray them as villains, people like Christopher Columbus, George Washington, all the founding fathers, and even Abraham Lincoln. You wouldn't know that Abraham Lincoln uh, set the slaves free if you read Howard Zinn. He also uh, selectively, let me give you an example. And this is, by the way, um, historian Mary Grauber published her book, Debunking Howard Zinn, and exposing his lies. In his textbook, he selectively quotes Columbus out of his diaries and falsely portrays him as greedy, heartless, and a slave trader. She writes, an honest reading of Columbus' diaries reveals him as a devout Christian who was concerned for the welfare of the Native Americans that he encountered. For example, Zinn omitted many of these things in the journal that Columbus wrote. And here's what Columbus wrote. I know that the Native Americans are a people who can be made free and converted to our holy faith more by love than by force. But Zinn has omitted things like this and only portrays him as ruthless and desirous of money and prosperity on the backs of the American Indians. And so these lies are being taught to our kids. And that's why in the riots of last year, they're tearing down statues of Columbus because kids are being indoctrinated into lies. I've got more to share with you, but we can't go through it today. We're run out of time. So join us again tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.